0: Throw out your credit cards. It's Uncle Says. wherever you are i am emily and with me as always is peter hot dog. and this is uncle says brought to you by hello uncle foreigner a weekly discussion of what it's like to make creative work while living in china we are coming to you live to tape from the fabulous wukwu studios here in Luzhou, china it's a cold and rainy night. So we have four segments in which we'll discuss the various aspects of making films, short films and vlogs from China, as I said. Uh, the segments are How's Your Uncle, where we share a little bit from our personal life. Two is Conducting Business, a look at the logistics and the kind of businessy side of YouTube. Number three is commentary, where we talk a little more creatively about some work that we posted this week, and then we bring it home with segment four, Watch It, in which we make a media recommendation that has particularly inspired us this week. Our big topic tonight is from the conducting business, where we're going to talk a lot about our vlog channel, the newly spun-off Hello Foreigner, is a month old, and so we did kind of a look back at how that month went, so that's, we'll get pretty in-depth into our findings from the past month, but first, how's your uncle? Let's ask. So, first let's we want we had we just had dinner because it's nighttime here. I don't know where you are and what time it is there, but it's nighttime or when you eat dinner. It's nighttime here, it's post dinner time here, and we just had a really delicious dinner. Um, it was from a new place. And the thing about it so, first of all, Lujo is in Sichuan province, so we enjoy a lot of Sichuan food. Um, which is very spicy, but it's really good. We love it. And there's like a Ma and Pa. Ma and pa restaurants have their staples. Like every restaurant in Lujo, it seems, serves these special kind of green beans with mustard greens on them. Or they have this fried potato pancake deli. Um, There's just a bunch of dishes... That repeat on everyone's menu because that's that's the staple of the area. Uh, which I just say because we ordered from a new restaurant tonight that had a very similar menu to another restaurant we ordered to, from, but not that like oh it's just the staples it's just the basics that are like very specific like this this garlicky peanut dish with bacon and what else did we have?
1: Uh, we had peppers.
0: Oh yeah tiger straight peppers but every that's a that is a basic. Oh that's
1: um, different. The green was different.
0: The green was different. They well it was seasonal greens. I'm not making my point very no. well. But they had a suspicious amount of dishes that were not basics that were the exact same as the other restaurant. But the other restaurant didn't have a mashed potato, and we wanted to have mashed potatoes tonight. And it turned out the new restaurant is better. So sorry, old restaurant, we've moved on to a new restaurant. Um, but
1: well, yeah, well, you can never tell with the holiday. Maybe one might be open, the other one closes, the other one opens, the another different. they could trick us.
0: That's true. That's true, and. It's happened a lot of years. New Year's is classically for us a time where we jump ship to a new restaurant because such and such restaurant is closed and this one is open and now we go here now. Um,
1: Maybe that's the turning point for that restaurant.
0: Yeah. I mean, they were open. They just didn't have mashed potatoes tonight and we wanted
1: mashed potatoes. Or the last
0: time. That's true. And the last time, yeah, they substituted our mashed potatoes for... String cut potatoes. It's
1: jerking us around with potatoes. Which were
0: good, but we wanted mashed. So, yeah, it was really, a really delicious meal. Um, good tofu soup. Oh, this is, I mean, everybody also has this one. It's a tofu soup with, like, mustard greens and, um, what are those called? They're white. Uh, and sprouts. Br- sprouts. Brussels, not Brussels sprouts. <laughs> not sprouts. Just sprouts. Bean Sprouts. And other stuff. It's a common soup, and this place had a better version of that soup. Um, so it, it wasn't it, like a crazy meal, but it was a crazy, delicious meal. And uh, we, we found a new place. T-
1: we don't really eat too crazy.
0: We don't eat too crazy. There's no
1: monkey brains. I've
0: come out in the past as saying that I'm kind of a picky eater. Um And Peter is... Beans. More picky than me, I think.
1: Yeah, you'll eat heads and stuff. Mm. You ate a head once. Did I? Rabbit.
0: Oh, no, I didn't eat the rabbit head. I ate just rabbit. But, yeah. So, anyway, that was dinner, and it was delicious. (laughs) Also, this week, um, I made a new friend at the gym. Most of my life takes place at the gym, because that's the only place I go other than work. Otherwise, Peter and I are work work working at home Um, but so I made a new friend and it made me start thinking because initially she was looking for an English teacher Um, and so she asked me if I could teach and I said I don't teach outside of my school um, because that's illegal Um, and I gave her the number of my friend who his Chinese wife told her like nope it's all around illegal you're not gonna find a foreigner who can come teacher at your school, which is a shame. I would have liked to have been part of a business deal born at the gym because it felt very, like, networking power move or something, you know. (laughs) But she seems like a nice person, and she takes, um, she has her training session at similar times to me, so I see her a lot. She actually is doing personal trainer with her friend, and I like to watch them because they do, like, fun activities together, like, uh, the tug of war with the tension band, and they—I uh, don't know—it seems fun. Um, I don't think Peter's going to take classes with
1: me though. No. Not with a rubber band. Not
0: with a rubber band. <laughs> um, but it got me thinking again about how weird it is to make friends as an adult. Because usually, like, by the time you get to adulthood, you're you have poor. you have friends. Pull up. <laughs> yeah. You make friends when you're little because you live next door or you make friends in college because they lived on your hall. I mean, the psychology is in proximity is the greatest predictor of friendship. Um, But when when you're an adult, there's not, like, opportunities to be friends. To find new friends, I feel. I mean...
1: Unless you're an outgoing person.
0: Yeah, I guess that's the... (laughs) <laughs> that's not, the factor that's you. missing. <laughs> um but so I was glad we exchanged phone numbers and so we might we might be friends. Yay If um,
1: you're watching this, friend.
0: <laughs> Hello friend. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um
0: yeah, but that so that's that's what's been going on in our life. I've been off from school for about a week now. It feels longer because we were hard at work on new content, so stay tuned. New content coming in March. Um, but so let's get to the big stuff and conduct some business. All right, conducting business where we break down the actual work of putting together a YouTube channel. Like I mentioned in the intro, Last month we spun off the vlog into Hello Foreigner for some various reasons that we covered a few weeks ago. And so this is our month, about a month that we've been running there. And so because we decided to take down all the videos from this channel, our original channel, and just repost them on the new channel... We have kind of a scientific-ish comparison that we can make. I'll tell you, there are some non-controlled variables. The biggest one being that because we have a backlog archive, we're posting every day on Hello Foreigner, whereas we posted once or twice a week on Hello Uncle Foreigner. So that changes the data somewhat. And we're also better at SEO and different kind of packaging effects. Publicity. Publicity. So, it could be that we're just doing better at it the second time around, even with the same content. But, the numbers, by every metric, the new channel is more successful than the old channel. Um, the watch time is longer. The views are higher at an earlier date. Like, for example, we had a um oh drink up blue joe well i'll get into that i'll get into that um but the big the big number that made it pretty clear to us that this the new channel is more successful is in the first 30 days of hello uncle foreigner we gained one subscriber and in the first 30 days of hello foreigner we gained 31 subscribers (laughs) And even if you want to say like, well, how long did it take you to put out that same amount of videos? So the about three months. In that three months we had gained thirteen subscribers in that, that amount of videos. So it it's it's all around more successful. So the reasons for our success, like I said, I think we're better at SEO and thumbnails, which um
1: SEO means
0: SEO meaning search engine optimization. So picking keywords that answer or picking keywords that other people are likely to type in and want your video as an answer. And the thumbnails are the small pictures that kind of advertise your video when it pops up. Um, and so both of those things we worked on a lot over the years. So we've have a year's worth of knowledge and experience of what works and what doesn't SEO. We pick, Keywords that are descriptive, but also that, like, if you look up a video and maybe possibly this such and such keyword fits, but if you look up that keyword, it's not actually what you want to see, people don't click on that then. Um, So we've learned to, like, streamline, be for real specific, and also, like, Genuinely answer the question. Stop trying to sneak in, like, if someone's looking up, I can't think of any examples.
1: <laughs> well, as as one coach said, don't be clever. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Nobody's Nobody's looking up professional wrestling and, like, wants to see, I don't know, a kid dance show, you know? So don't, don't do that. Even if the kids dance show involves something that looks like wrestling. Um, so anyway, targeted SEO, and then that the thumbnail looks good. Which Peter is a graphic designer, so they always looked very good. Um, but I think in this last month, you've kind of hit upon a strategy. It doesn't have. It's not just that it looks good, but that it also introduces to you to what the story might be
1: like a, like a magazine or a book cover the the telling of the story from looking something up in the SEO to seeing a thumbnail that tells a story that makes you want to watch
0: yeah that that invites you in and and wants makes you want to see what's next and the same with the title use a keyword but also make a human readable title that like is meaningful and intriguing and that you might want to pursue what that's about.
1: In the old days it used to just be a screen capture that the the that YouTube would yeah. automatically just put up.
0: And the the like rules for it are it should have and r- rules, rules. Um it should have a face and especially with the eyes like looking out at the viewer because um we have a psychological response to looking at it's someone's face. like snakes. And it helps if the face is like a nice opening face instead of like
1: Unless, uh, you're unless you're going for unless
0: you're going for um so it's it's simple but you know complicated
1: it's all marketing stuff that's yeah. as, as old as in our hills but yeah. we just figured out a little bit better how to move it towards
0: yeah yeah YouTube. they're not it's it's not new ideas but it's in a new space online um and we could see the success for example in our recent talk show project, um, which we in house are calling drink up Joe, but that's not a thing, so we had to name it something different this time around. And I think we called it something like what do you eat there in China? Um we'll
1: call it. Yeah. And then in Chinese.
0: And then in Chinese I said something different.
1: Food which, around the world?
0: Yeah, you can't read the Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I just I do know that I wrote an English title and a Chinese title that was different, but also intriguing. Oh, what do foreigners eat in China, I think is what I ca- said in Chinese. And then the, the search term portion of the title was Food Around the World. And that video on the old channel in one year, or seven months, seven months it was up. In seven months it got 61 views. And on the new channel in seven days? days in about seven days, it got sixty-eight views. So Four. sixty-four views. Sorry,
1: or, or maybe eight.
0: Anyway, it did <laughs> it did as well or better than it did on the old channel. So we've we feel like that's a pretty good proof of concept that we're we're on the right track and moving and re, redesigning. The second factor of our success is that I think over the last year, Peter especially is the one in charge of. Doing our online sharing, but that he's he's found some forums that are really receptive to us, and um, he stopped wasting his time with with online forums that don't give us any results. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Well, it's just a, a matter of, of finding finding who your audience is. Really, I I would think like any business, you wouldn't go to the gym to find. A place to sell your hot dogs it doesn't right. make much sense. <laughs> so finding the right groups the right forums the right people will get you the right views wrong views could just end up uh, like we did we got a, a decent amount of views but no one watches the full video because they're not interested in the, the subject matter they just thought like wow that looked cool okay it's not
0: yeah they watch for like three to forty seconds and that actually hurts us yeah um, more than it helps.
1: So, getting getting the right views, I think, is an important yeah. part of our, our our plan this time around.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So we've we and I think those two have combined. We know that we are more successful in those two areas, and then the third area, maybe a maybe a cause or maybe an effect, is that the new channel is being more well-received by YouTube in general. It's promoting it more. It's giving us more impressions. The impressions have a higher click-through rate. And that could be just because we're better at the other two, or that there was some shenanigans with the first channel that it got it just got buried in the algorithm and was never going to surface.
1: Yeah, we, we probably buried it.
0: Yeah. Um... But, I mean, the results are pretty stark. 31 subscribers organically versus, even with the big number, 13 subscribers. And nine of those were friends and family. We, like, begged for a whole weekend to join our channel. Um, So, I think, you know, we're doing well. And some of those 31 are probably... The original subscribers thank awesome. you, you for right following now? us over to the new channel as well we love to have you wherever any of us are
1: um and all of this is to say that um it's not necessarily what we want is for people to watch our films so learning all this stuff is important it's not for like youtube fame yeah, the, yeah. the amount of Learning we're, the back side just to get people to watch. It we're proud
0: a, of our work, and so we, we do want to do this work that's less fulfilling, but it means that people can see our, the, the work that we love.
1: Yeah, the hard, the hard work is not the fun work, but that's the only way that you've got any chance of getting seen.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Other kind of results from our, our look back, our deep analytic dive is we found that there is a whole lot of truth to the the preferred SEO guru strategy of like find a keyword that's blowing up and then make a video about that that's not how our creative process works but we did try it a couple times especially with the giraffe series over on hello foreigner which all of those are tagged not leaving China because there is an ongoing discussion about foreigners who are fed up with living in China and why I'm leaving China, which is not even a new thing. Foreigners in China have been loudly leaving China ever since they've been allowed in. Um, but it's, I
1: bet Marco Polo probably, won't
0: yeah, <laughs> Marco Polo left a letter. why i'm leaving china (laughs) seo that (laughs) um and so we use that keyword and you know it's clickbait but it is also like we feel strongly annoyed enough about that that we did want to push back and
1: just we have something to say
0: uh, yeah we're not leaving china And that's fine. It's fine if you need to go live somewhere else. It's fine if you want to keep living here. It's fine if you never want to live here. You have to live somewhere. (laughs) But, so we took we used that keyword to our advantage and and had some fun with it. Um, Another big result we saw. So I'm going to start this with the example. So we had a video about um, taking taxi rides around the city because, you know, we don't drive here. We usually take the bus or mostly, these days, take taxis wherever we go because it's cheap and easy. And We've I've gotten to... From
1: New York, we were, we're used to taxis. And a lot yeah. of foreigners take taxis anyways. Yeah. It's hard to get a driver's license.
0: Um, but over over the years, I've had some interesting interactions with taxi drivers. So that video is mostly about like these stories and these chats I've got to have with kind of relative strangers while they're driving me around. Um, But when we looked at the analytics of how that video did, the best parts where we had the most audience retention are the few times I mentioned what I don't like or the behaviors I see in Chinese drivers that are somewhat non-standard, let's say. Um, Because I don't... Okay. Traffic here is an issue, and traffic fatalities here are... Bigger than they are in my home country, but I'm not. I'm not here to bash on why that is or or how how that happens.
1: I've spent thousands of hours in traffic and looking at accidents in Connecticut. So yeah,
0: yeah. So that's not, I'm not. I'm not interested in feeding into that stereotype. But it looks like, oops, I did because that was the most popular, most watched part of that video, and. The standard advice for YouTube creators is to look at those moments where you're having more successes and then do more stuff like that. So if we took that advice, we would start gradually talking more and more about how terrible Chinese drivers are until we're like the terrible Chinese driver channel, which is yeah, we like... We don't
1: really want to become the Lujo Joe crap Who
0: wants board. that? But it just is like... YouTube is nudging us through that audience response towards negativity. And actually, there have been some studies done to see that... Um, that feedback loop, seeing what your audience responds to and doing what they respond to and then you know so on the feedback loop (laughs) that's how that works um generally nudges people towards an extremist point of view which you know sucks that's not that's not the world we want to be living in but it's the world we are living in um and so for us i think that's i mean that's your opportunity to make a choice You can watch what's popular and then keep doing what's popular, but then you're kind of out of control of your own message. And I think it's kind of a challenge to your integrity. If you're just gonna, if you're gonna do more of what, more only of what people expect from you, that's how you get pushed into a place that maybe you you wouldn't have wanted to be in. From the start, but that it happened so gradually, too, I think is part of the problem. Um, so, f- yeah?
1: Yeah, sure. <laughs> don't uh, don't <laughs> do what you want to do, make your own life, be the kind of person you want to be. That's our advice for the week.
0: Yeah, and so it is like you can, all these analytics are useful information, but they're not a direction. They're not. Um I don't be. I don't think you should be chasing analytics because that's gonna drive you into like a nonsense place, if not Unless an extremist terrible place.
1: Unless you need to.
0: Well, no, I I think think <laughs> about it. You realize that you're making a choice. And we realize that the choice is maybe we won't become as popular as fast as if we did kind of bow to the pressure of because that's there's nothing inherently wrong of, of in the advice of, like, see what your audience responds to, and then do more of that. Except that we do have, and this is just one example, but we have a lot of proof that what the audience responds to is quite negative. And there's already enough channels out there.
1: On every subject.
0: On every subject that are, like, how terrible everything <laughs> is. And that's, I think.
1: It's disheartening.
0: It's disheartening and upsetting and so that's 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 And boring. That's why we make that choice that like it it's good to have the information there, but the information is not a mandate. So we're just gonna continue
1: Being, <laughs> being not well received.
0: Being not well received. <laughs> no, we are we are real well received, just in a small, Not in huge small quantities. Yeah. Population. Our audience is small, but great. I think. We don't need You're masses. <laughs> um,
1: only quality views.
0: Only quality views here at Uncle Foreigner. Hello, Foreigner. Um, but yeah, so it was interesting to dive into all that information and see. First, success, yay! And second, oh, we could if we let ourselves get pushed into a really bad direction. So. Let's make sure to keep our eyes on our vision and not what the masses of YouTube, the rabble wants to
1: rouse. <laughs> the dark side?
0: <laughs> the dark side, yeah. Yeah, so...
1: What's on the light side?
0: The light side. I guess we can move on to commentary. Um, we don't have a bumper for that, so commentary. <laughs> it's the DVD extras where we talk a little bit about... The videos that we posted this week. And the videos I want to talk about are our three major travel videos that we posted up this week. We went to America, Vietnam, and Bangkok. I wouldn't say Thailand. We only went to Bangkok. Um, and so let's talk about the process of making a travel video. Because that's pretty different than the other videos on our channel it's very different from vlogging
1: and i would say any vlogger has a travel video in them yeah it's just uh deciding to be a vlogger or to be a travel video or definitely Mm -hmm. different routes you can take
0: yeah and i think for us a huge inspiration um anthony burdain was a really big inspiration on what we were trying to achieve with these videos in that he's not a travel guide, it's not servicey. he's going, he was going, sadly, to these places to meet the people and to have, to share in their food, but also use that food to share in their cultural experience. And, I mean, that's, we're not alone in that, that, that I think that's a really great goal. Just about
1: anyone that's outside of America is a, a huge fan. <laughs> yeah.
0: Of boarding. I think people inside, too. Yeah, no. no, uh. (laughs) People who, oh, lots of people are. We're not alone in that. Um, But so that's, you know, with a team of two and no advanced team and no. In in city fixers, we wanted to get as close to as close as possible to that aesthetic. Um, We posted them in I think reverse production order. Um. So let's talk about America first, which is.
1: A slogan. A slogan.
0: (laughs) Oops. (laughs) It was. So, America was the first video we posted recently, but actually the last video we produced of those three. So, it had the benefit of all the experience from the other ones. We were in America for about a month in twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen, 2016. And we took tons and tons of footage, like hundreds of hours of footage.
1: Yeah.
0: And I think where where we're not pursuing travel vlogging at present is because These videos, by necessity, like I said, we don't have a crew, are by necessity, tape now, assemble later. Whereas, ideally, I'd like to have some kind of narrative arc at the beginning, before production, that we try to achieve through production. Um, But that's just not possible with the two of us and the resources we have.
1: It's, it's not really fun um, for for us. We don't really like to go stand in front of things and, yeah. and then point it out later as to what it was. It, that's yeah. just not our interest. I mean, they're great. We watch them. We watch travel videos. Yeah. But for yeah. us to make them, it's kind of like, yeah, we did that. I, I don't <laughs> know what to say after that. If there's a mountain, look at it.
0: But for... So they're, they're kind of... This, they're like collages of the time that we spent there and someone once called our work home home movies and that's not entirely inaccurate um, I mean now we're we're trying to move away from we're trying to have a little more polish than that but the, I think our travel videos do have the feel of like you just took a bunch of footage and threw it together mm-hmm. the narrative we decided on after the fact for America is that everyone while we were there kept asking us what China was like, which was a hard question to answer because at the time we had lived here for six years. And so it was just like, well, it's just like a a home where people live. (laughs) Everybody speaks Chinese there, but otherwise they're all, you know, people like you and me. And then, so we wanted to flip the question and kind of answer, well, what's America like? And of course... America is also a big country, and we were only in New York and Massachusetts because that's where my family lives, and that's who we were visiting. Um, but that was our attempt. So we we kind of put you made it a first edit, and then I mm. then I wrote a narrative, and then we kind of both re-edited.
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to piece together. What we ended up with fifteen minutes and twenty eight seconds, mm-hmm. and even then we still found it really hard to say that much about anything other than sort of, here's some pictures of us on boats,
0: (laughs) and... There's a lot of boats, which is not a bad thing. (laughs) But, and I think also, like, there was at one point a 45-minute cut, which...
1: Was definitely, like, a lot of home movies. Yeah, it was
0: very home movie, and it was an effort to include everybody that we saw in America, but it also was like, we had to weigh, it was way more boring, and like, even if you you were happier because you were in the long cut, and you wouldn't have been in the short cut, you're not going to watch the, you're only going to watch the part where you're (laughs) on, versus like, I do think we made a video that said something, and you don't necessarily have to be in to be interested in it.
1: And when you're going through stuff, and you, you're editing, and maybe you've watched what you're putting together two or three times, and then you realize you're not really watching it anymore, mm-hmm. and you're just kind of like, oh, here's this part, I'm going to fast forward through it, I don't want to watch it again. Imagine what somebody who doesn't know your family thinks. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, so we we did have ambitions, we didn't want just our family to watch just the parts that they were in, we wanted to to put something together that strangers might be interested in, and consider... You know, what does it, what is America like? What does it mean to live in America?
1: Then um, we still got over 15 minutes out of it.
0: Yeah, and I, I think, <laughs> I think it's good. I think you're down on it, but I think it's good. Mm. I think it came out good.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I feel like, in retrospect, I'd like it to be mo- more coherent in, in a message but right. But that's that's
0: of, the challenge in that we had to we had to get the footage first and then put it together as puzzle pieces home. to find the story rather than like we didn't have an idea or a hypothesis we were exploring beforehand. Yeah. As um, as
1: as far as putting together a really snappy home movie I'm definitely excited yeah. about it. Yeah. It's just I think If we had gone about it again with travel, if we had thought about it when we left, of like what are the points that we make, what are the what's the footage that we want to capture while we're back home, and then bring it home and work on it, yeah. But we weren't working that way back. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Things you learn is is the whole process of what we're going through to revisit these videos.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and then so Vietnam was the second of the bunch, and no, Vietnam was the first. I
1: think Vietnam was the first. Doesn't really matter. Vietnam
0: in time was the first trip that we took of these three. And then maybe we finished it after America. We took like three years to finish Vietnam. Um, and part of that was an emotional resistance to the trip because we didn't really have a good time the whole time. And a lot of it was our own fault due to like poor planning and poor budgeting. And then we got snookered in a scam that left a bad taste in our mouth.
1: If you're looking it up, it's called Out of Our Comfort comfort Zone. Yeah, (laughs) it was
0: definitely... And it was something where we had been living and traveling in China for many years at that point, and so we were kind of a little too cocky about going to a country we'd never been to before because this was our first time visiting Vietnam. So through no fault of the country, it was just not a fun trip for us. And so... It was... A for at least half. Yeah. So, I, I, Ho Chi Minh City was really what we didn't like. Dalat, We loved. Dalat and the Highlands were beautiful and peaceful and wonderful. Um,
1: city life was not the city, the kind of city that we It was enjoyed. not the
0: city for us. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, but getting out to the countryside was, was... There was a lot of eye-opening. We learned a lot and... Yeah. Um we're really taken by the But company.
0: because of that, and like I felt foolish that we made these choices that turned out to be bad choices. So it was it was hard to then try to craft a narrative out of that until we hit upon the idea of well then let's not tell the straightforward story. Let's create kind of a crazy overwhelmed narrator who is also not having a good time, but not not that... It's a show-don't-tell in that you can tell by the way she's speaking.
1: She's a little addled. Things
0: are a little off, rather than, like, here's what what wrong. Well,
1: the, the, everyone says on the other side of, of, a, of pointing out all the negative things in a lot of videos, the other side is everyone just shows what a great, beautiful time and how great their life is, their Facebook life yeah yeah it. so it, it that not everything has to be the worst trip I've ever had or the best trip I ever had right Sometimes right you just go to a place and that's fine
0: yeah and there was an it actually turned into an interesting challenge of how do you tell the story of a not fun experience in a way that's not just complaining and I think um, yeah. it, it came out really interesting
1: yeah well, um, and then the fact that it has like three different segments. Yeah. The second being the countryside, and yeah, um, it it totally changed the, the whole story around. Um, even in your narrator's voice, going yeah. from crazed in the city to relaxed into the countryside, um, and some yeah. of that even like we couldn't even put in to the video, just for reasons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we couldn't really film most of it. Yeah. That we found really exciting. Yeah. Um, so oh, yeah. and I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, like, what you can actually put into a travel video. Leave in, leave out. Yeah. It's There's a lot to go through rather than just, I suppose, just film a thing and say, look at me looking at a thing.
0: Right. And this one originally... Last year, when we put it out, we did put it out as three separate pieces because they were approached and edited and written as three different movies as a triptych. Um, but it turns out for YouTube, it's actually better to smush them all together because then you get better watch time
1: numbers. So we ended up with 18 minutes and 14 seconds. Yeah. All of it gold.
0: <laughs> all, and no, no second wasted. But yeah, so that was, um, it was a challenging one and it was something that we picked up and and put down many times over the course of three three years I think. Um and then we I think when I think finishing America kind of put the fire under us to finish Vietnam as well.
1: A lot of it like the the when you really get into the editing part of it, like you can have tons of footage, but that almost just makes it harder there's just so much stuff to go through to find what the story is. You may have to watch like 10 hours of like your feet and car doors. Mm-hmm. Like, so <laughs> decide even what to, what to cut out before you even start to get to the story. Yeah.
0: Well, cause that mode of documenting too is like, you have to just put the camera down and wait for something to happen Because otherwise, you know, you've interfered and you've caused something to happen and that's not documentary, that's fiction. Which is, there's nothing wrong with that, but for these pieces, we wanted them to be documentary. And so, that's, you know. It just
1: takes time. (laughs) It
0: just takes time. It takes time, it takes footage, it takes patience.
1: Sometimes three years (laughs) for 18 minutes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I do recall, though, on that trip, because we... We were filming a lot that I tried. I tried to catch more diegetic speech on camera. Like I think there was specifically we we're at this noodle restaurant in DeLot. And I asked you to narrate like, what are you putting on your soup? <laughs> so that we could have a moment rather than create the narrative only in voiceover. That sometimes we would be speaking to you diegetically from... The original footage itself um but we were we had limited success with that
1: yeah it it's really world. hard to do <laughs> yeah. we're not, not everybody's at anthony bourdain
0: there's a reason why all the shows on the food network and the travel channel are all put together in voiceover it's because it's way easier
1: yeah even even like just by the logistics of it's too loud everywhere
0: <laughs> yeah that's a big problem actually if you're shooting in the field
1: even with good very microphones loud. with with labs, yeah. it, it's still just noises everywhere.
0: Yeah. Um, but that so that brings us to Thailand, which is the in chronological order the second trip we took, but the first video we made and published because that one, that one very much was a transition. That, that was rec- at the time. Recently after that our colleague had made that home movie crack. So we were like, well, what if we make something slightly better than a home movie? (laughs) I know. Let's have a voiceover. (laughs) Um, And so, again, it was Peter had taken footage around town while we were there in Bangkok. And then after the... And I took notes with an eye towards, you know, what are we going to say in the video um,
1: it also helped that we were there for business, but we were broke. So we actually had absolutely nothing to do right. except for take video footage and make notes. Yeah. So it was, that's basically what we did for that week.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's so again another trip that wasn't like super fun. And this one, I can't get too into it, but we were, we did not choose to take that trip. Circumstances... And a, a criminal boss forced us out of the country for a visa run. Um,
1: and I will like never
0: a... forgive them for that <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah i mean when when I guess any like person that travels for business, i suppose um, when you're in a situation where you, you are you are lucky enough to travel at some point, a lot of trips just become like I was at a place, like did you have a nice? time when you were there like probably yeah sure
0: (laughs) it was warm in January so that was nice yeah
1: there was good food Um, oh
0: there was such good food
1: yeah but as far as like well we didn't have the money living staying in Bangkok is very expensive Mm mm-hmm so it wasn't like we were hitting the town or anything
0: yeah and And we we weren't able to find accommodation ahead of time for every night so there was a few nights that we spent in this hotel hostel not a hotel um and nothing wrong with hostels but this one was this not one. a good one um that the room was like about this big and it had a terrible like chemical paint smell or something and a shared bathroom with and like, a shared bathroom which again like i've been in hostels where you have to share the bathroom but there would.
1: this was a share share slippers yeah, it was sure. shared
0: slippers, <laughs> and then the slippers went missing, and we had, like, such a weird, it wasn't a fight, because she wasn't accusing us of stealing the slippers, but the woman who ran the hostel was, like, she insisted the slippers were there, and we're like, we're looking at the floor right now, and there's no slippers here. This just, like, was a strange experience. These are
1: some of the exciting stories that you get from traveling. Yeah, yeah. We really don't make for very good videos. <laughs>
0: yeah, that and that's, um, yeah. A lot of traveling is fighting with hostel owners about. Slippers. Or
1: planes, or yeah, just really boring stuff. Walking through airports, taking taxi cabs, yeah, like, and then eventually you find a beautiful mountain and you go, Ooh, yeah, and then it's all worth it.
0: And there was. The beautiful mountain in this case was this really good fried chicken from a um, what are they called Hawker Hawker Center near the Chinese consulate. That the chicken was so good, but we didn't have, to have any video of it. So like as much as I loved it, we couldn't Im- include it in the video. And but the. The the tragedy of the chicken, it was so good that we should have ordered two, because when I went back to get another order, they were sold out, and then we never got back there again. The
1: tragedy of the chicken.
0: Yeah, and then the second tragedy is we didn't think to film it, because we were just like, this chicken is so good, that I couldn't even involve that little tidbit in our video. Um... But that one's the most basic of our our travel videos because it really is just like kind of a collage with a voiceover that is kind of timed to what's going on, but kind of not.
1: And also, these all helped us realize that it's not necessarily what we want to do. Yeah, uh, yeah. Traveling, we like travel videos. Really just, we'd kind of rather just enjoy our time where we are, and we're not that in-depth into finding out, the prices, or the locations, or transportation, like, we're lucky we find our way there at all, Yeah, <laughs> and so it's, or we pay for whatever it is, and whatever currency it is, like, going back over those notes to find out, like, well, how much did it cost to take that bus to that chicken was just, like, I, I don't care.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I think it was a good learning experience for us in that, um, because... Being foreigners, living in Southeast Asia, that is a big thing that everyone is like, you should do travel vlogging. And the opportunity is there, but it is, um, it's not really what we want to do that we found out.
1: It's not our interest in, in the yeah. In video. Yeah. We, and
0: And I think it's, I don't want to give the wrong impression that we didn't like any traveling we ever did. It just happened to be... Well, I guess because you, When you weren't having a good time You just picked up a camera instead Yeah that's, wow, we made videos I just like, film out of
1: boredom, really
0: When we went to Mount Amei, We didn't film anything Because it was like So have, much fun We didn't have a camera then Oh, and we didn't have a camera we
1: went, then We used to travel a lot more When we didn't have a video camera Yeah When we were blogging every stuff so visit the hello uncle foreigner blog yeah yeah for so all we've, of our we've
0: written a lot of travel pieces where we did actually have fun
1: yeah um, because it's easier for you to write and me to throw in a few photos yeah of some great yeah. stuff um rather than us begging people to watch 15 minutes of us you know walk up a mountain
0: well and because i think it is there's a difference between like living a moment and capturing a moment and not to say like one's better but one involves a different capturing the moment involves a different preparation and it's also not then a pleasure trip it's a work trip yeah (laughs) um and i think that's our feeling is when we travel we want to travel and when we're home and relax we want to write and make little little pieces um but, yeah, so, yeah, traveling and filming for us is not the relaxation that we want, so... Which is
1: also how, when we are back home and we're working on the videos that we want to work on, that's why we kind of focus on our adopted home of Joe. Yeah. They, they, that's... It's the little stories of our neighbors and people that we meet that turns out to be more interesting us, for us to tell stories about than it is of how we had a great time staying on a beach or
0: yeah and I I think there's something to what you're saying about like the service journalism aspect of like I stayed in this hotel it costs this much blah 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 this restaurant is here like we're not a guidebook and we don't have guidebook resources so all we would really be able to bring you is like what we already read from someone else's reporting which didn't feel genuine to us
1: plus we also did that both of us for years and years and years before we moved here as our daily job at newspapers. Right. So, yeah. like, we didn't move away from working at newspapers in America yeah. to move here and do service journalism. Yeah,
0: and the, the kind of Paul Oster-style travelogue um, is not quite as popular. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, nobody wants the literary experience of, of your trip
1: Unless you're killing animals.
0: Unless you're already famous, <laughs> and I'm not already famous. Um, but yeah, that's our. That was that was how we made our travel videos. It's not to say we'll never make a travel video again, but it is. It did help us narrow our focus to We want to tell little stories about people. We don't want to tell big stories about a
1: place. It's where we feel the most at home. Yeah, it's home.
0: <laughs> it's home. Um, so let's wrap this up with a watch it recommendation. Watch it. Again, we don't have a bumper for this, so
1: maybe next watch week.
0: It. Next week. I mean, watch the bumper next week.
1: <laughs> this week. Watch, watch it.
0: We recommend the HBO series High Maintenance just came back, and the premise. Third season. I guess it's the third season. Not counting. So High Maintenance for YouTubers is one of those famous... It started as a YouTube project and then moved to HBO. That's, you know, that's the dream. (laughs) Um,
1: It's dear to our hearts for that reason. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, And the premise is it follows the journeys of a pot dealer in New York City... But that's actually, on that structure, he goes in and out of people's lives, giving you a vignette of different, vignettes of different um, character moments. So you get to meet, usually in an episode, several different people.
1: Usually Uh, about three different scenarios in an episode.
0: And they're really good at... um, Including people from all walks of life, all economic situations. Just like New York. Different races, different ages. Yeah, it does, and it's one of those, like, oh, well, the character is really New York City itself. <laughs> but it is. And that having lived there, I think it really captures that wonderful melting pot culture of New York City really well.
1: You're not really sure, like, when you open a door, who's going to be in it and what kind of world they live in and then you get to spend some real in-depth living inside these characters for a few short whatever 10 minutes. Yeah. And get to know them in all their different worlds in one city.
0: Yeah, and then so the the season opener. So as as they've gone from online web short to HBO third season series they've I think I know because we watched it the, the original web series really was focused more on like slice of life every time is different and now through the HBO series they're kind of developing a continuity of the guy that's the character the pot dealer's name or the, the how he's referred to we don't know his name um, we're starting to connect with his life story which he's as he's getting older, he's starting to wonder about, like, the realities of being a drug dealer for the rest mm-hmm. of his life. Um, and then... And,
1: and then none of this is in, like, uh, some kind of gangster kind of way. He's just kind of like this fly-by-night, free-spirit, nice guy who, mm-hmm. who just delivers nice things to nice people and yeah. and flits in and out. It's not It's ever, not like... You know, yeah, it's not—it's not, it's not or... a
0: crime show. It's not a a danger show. It's a character study. Um. And then what was it that
1: we well, wanted to
0: I... say about this specific episode?
1: <laughs> that he goes out to the countryside in Connecticut. Or he's in Poughkeepsie, New Poughkeepsie. York. Poughkeepsie.
0: Yeah. Um, and he attends the funeral of.
1: Kind of a hippie guy. A hippie guy. Oh, are you talking about the hippie um, uh, drum circle aspect of it? Of everyone. Oh, maybe. I remember you talked about that.
0: I did talk about that, but it was kind of mean. (laughs) (laughs) It was to the effect of like. We love hippies. We love hippies. If I die and my my funeral is an out of key jam session, I'm coming, coming back. Out. I'm coming back to haunt <laughs> <one, to> everyone. <laughs> but no, if I think. Oh, I guess this was is that it showed a subculture that I really don't relate to. I mean, I don't like pot, and I don't condemn anyone who does, but it's just not my thing. And but more specifically, like that Grateful Dead. Hippy, goats talk to me vibe is like they're not people I would personally enjoy hanging out with. While still, you know, compassion and love to all in the world, um, I wouldn't want them for friends. But that the episode did a very good job of showing them as people and and putting together this sympathetic sketch of a man who lived and then died.
1: Yeah, that seems to be pretty par for the course of most of the people that we meet through the series of like, well, I, I think given the, 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 using a character that's transient in other people's lives, again, you're going behind the doors to see where people live. Like, it's not that every, you don't see people at work, mm-hmm. you don't see people at the store shopping, you're, that you're in their home. Um, so you, it's easy t- to for a character to judge, like, well, I don't like how that person lives, I don't like mm-hmm. how that person lives. Our main character, the dealer, is somebody who isn't judgmental. He just kind of like floats through these worlds and showing you, like, this guy's not such a bad guy. I mean, I wouldn't maybe be his friend, but like, you know, let him do what he wants to do.
0: Yeah, which actually, I'm going to bring this back to Middlemarch. So I've been reading Middlemarch...
1: Is this a a double?
0: Yeah, it's a double! (laughs) But no, they connect in that... So I've been reading Middlemarch by George Eliot. I just finished it last night. And for those of you who don't know, it's a turn-of-the-century English novel that kind of looks at the people who live in this small town. And what it's fantastically good at is the characterizations of people who are doing things... That are selfish and or not right or mean or just stupid like they're making stupid choices but she has such love for her characters that she can without without waving it away and be like it's okay it's just the way he is like when Fred young Fred Vinci spends the money he begged He spends money that he needed to pay back to another guy he borrowed money from, but he spent it instead. A a total dumb move. But the way she paints his actions, you, like, see how he got there and didn't think he was doing a bad thing, and you feel sympathy for him rather than, like, oh, he's such an idiot. But she also, while having compassion for all her character's, is also very clear about like who's who's messing up and who's making stupid choices right now um and i keep quoting different instances to peter where like blah 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 is happening in the present day and i'm like it's just like in middle march and blah 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 (laughs) and the favorite favorite quote i i highlighted in my e-copy was something about mary garth is a young woman who grew up in a family that was rich and is now not rich and so she has to take a job but she she is aware that the world does not conform to her peculiar preferences and so rather than being annoyed at that she just is set to laugh at a world that's ridiculous and I think like if that's a life mission statement you know It is. It's a life mission statement. It's mine. Make that
1: statement.
0: (laughs) Um, But, like, you can't expect the world to conform just to you. So you might as well, like, laugh at the annoyances.
1: Even Um, the the hippies.
0: Even the hippies. But, yeah, so that's, I think, between High Maintenance, Metal March, they both have such love for the people in their worlds, even if those people aren't perfect. And I think that's, that's the connection. Hmm. Um, so that's, our recommendations are very different aspects of the same idea. Um, Middlemarch by George Eliot. You can find it for free. It's old enough to be public use, um, public public domain. Um, you can look it up online. And High Maintenance, which you should get HBO, I guess, is <laughs> the way that people watch that show. Um, or seek out the old YouTube shorts. They're good, too. Yeah. Um, they're scrappy, and they're fun. And they hold out hope for all of us YouTubers with ambitions. <laughs> um,
1: Speaking of ambitions and holding out hope, we just went from 31 subscribers to 32.
0: Wow. We're not going to
1: tell you who it is, because we're not that kind of people.
0: Yeah.
1: Actually, I don't know who it is.
0: Well, there you go.
1: <laughs> but who? 32. If you know who you are out there, yeah. love ya.
0: <laughs> That's 32 on Hello Foreigner. Yes. Um, our vlog sister channel.
1: Where we do, a, where we, we do the, the, the art. Yeah. This, Here we discuss This is where the we art.
0: explain the art. There is where we do the art.
1: But if you're crossing over, 32. Yeah. <laughs> you're gold.
0: Um, which, this is not going out live, even though it is live to tape, so they have no idea. They have no idea that this happened now. But it did. Something's happening now. (laughs) Now, Even now. Even now. (laughs) Um, But that's it. That's our our show for tonight. Um, All that's left to do is say that we'll be here again about this time next week. Goodbye from me.
1: And me.
0: And him. Um, And noodles to you. Hit the button. Oh! We have a closing. to you.